Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live, but we got to let the stream breathe just for a second because we got to make sure Facebook is fully connected. We're almost there and we're good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime. <clears throat> you know him. You love him. He's my fellow football priest. He's coming off a tough game on one of the teams he covers here for Heavy.com. He covers the Dallas Cowboys, and man, they got the win, but Dak, Dunzo. Oh. So he's reorienting his mind as your football priest here covering the Denver Broncos, but he is Zach Kelberman. Zach, what a wild day. What a wild couple of days for the NFL storylines. Yeah, you know, taking my Cowboys hat off, putting my Broncos hat on. The, the Broncos got rescheduled again. I mean, we're not playing tomorrow now. We're playing next Sunday, and it's like, what's going on here? I, I can't remember, and this will never happen again, getting the game rescheduled twice, Chad. It's become the norm in the NFL Things getting moved around. I know the Broncos are kind of pissed off about it. Fangio, as we'll get into, he had some words in response to his players. Um, I'm rolling with the punches. This is some year, Chad. This is some NFL season, and 2020 can go straight to hell. <laughs> straight up. All right, guys. In case you missed it, here's basically the Cliff Notes version of what we all woke up to this morning. Or Actually, let me put it this way. Here's the Cliff Notes version of the kick to the groin the NFL handed the Denver Broncos uh, this morning. So first and foremost, as Zach mentioned, and by now everyone knows this, but you might not know some of the nuance. The Broncos had their game that was rescheduled from Sunday to Monday, completely canceled. And the Broncos will be playing the Patriots in week six on a Sunday. So a week from today, week six. Meanwhile, their week eight bye has gone bye-bye. The Denver Broncos no longer get a full bye week. The NFL informed them today, congratulations, this last week, that was your bye. And so there have been a couple other games moved around, which we'll get to here in just a second. Um, Week six no longer is uh, home versus Miami. Of course, that's on the road at New England. Week eight, which was originally the bye, no longer. That's home against the L.A. Chargers. Week 11, Zach, that's where the Dolphins get rescheduled. So basically, here's your new schedule real quick, and then I'm serving this back over to you. Week five, this was your bye, LOL. Week six at New England. Week seven, home versus Kansas City. Week eight versus the Chargers at home. Week nine, on the road at Atlanta. Week 10, at the Las Vegas Raiders. Week 11, home versus Miami. Week 12, home versus New Orleans. Week 13, at Kansas City. Week 14, at Carolina. Home versus Buffalo in week 15 on the the date that was to be decided. Week 16 at the Chargers and then Zach closing it off. This hasn't changed. Week 17, home versus the Raiders. 
I'm going to take a more positive approach. I understand completely where the Broncos players are coming from practicing for nothing and using their bye week to practice. I understand they have to play multiple weeks in a row now with no break. I understand that all, but they're going to face the Patriots with a better team than they would have tomorrow night. They're going to get Drew Locke back. They're going to get AJ Boye back. They're going to get Noah Fant back. So you can look at this as a big blessing in disguise. It gives the Broncos a better chance to beat New England and have a better season overall. And also, they might have caught a break not getting Miami next week because Miami blew out the 49ers today. Miami is not a terrible team, and they're kind of catching their stride right now. Who knows what they'll look like. Could be two a time by the time the Broncos play them now. I'm looking at a more proactive approach than complaining or and moaning about it, as Vic Fangio would say. I think this was actually a break for the Broncos, and you have to wonder – I'm not a big tinfoil hat conspiracy guy, but is was this a happy accident for the NFL? Moving the game, it'll be Drew Locke versus Cam Newton now, which is a lot sexier than Jared Stidham versus Brett Rippon. I look at this as an actually a blessing in disguise for Denver. I just can't see it that way, dude. I, I, I see the silver lining. Don't get me wrong. The silver lining is exactly what you just said, and that is that, hey, man, it buys you that additional week. You're going to get Drew back. You're going to probably have Noah Fant back. There's a better chance you'll have AJ back. We already knew you were going to have a Philip Lindsay back. There's a few other guys. Maybe you'll get him back for week six at New England. Conversely, though, you're going to get Cam Newton. Conversely, you're going to get Stefan Gilmore, probably. All right. That being said, that's the silver lining. Buys you a little health, a little time, I should say, to get healthy. The kick to the groin, and this was something that I, that just, it sticks in my craw is the loss, the utter loss of a bye week. And again, let's remember, we're talking about a team in the Denver Broncos who have been inordinately affected by the pandemic as a result of the canceled offseason, shortened training camp, no preseason. The injury bug decimated this team. Vaughn Miller, Phillip Lindsay, he's coming back, but Phillip Lindsay, Cortland Sutton, uh, Jarrell Casey, name every pro bowler this team had with the exception of Melvin Gordon, Dunzo, gone, all but Philip Lindsay for the season. Well, A.J. Bouye is coming back. And they needed that buy, Zach. The only consolation was, hey, man, you're going to get uh, – your only real consolation was, hey, at least we got the most fortuitous buy we possibly could have got, and that is a week eight. You want your buy to be right smack dab in the middle of the season, if at all possible. The schedule makers favored them in that sense. And then the NFL comes in and swoops. And here's, here's what I mean. You think to yourself, well, what are you talking about, Chad? They didn't play this week. They didn't have to do anything. No, you're absolutely wrong. Week five, all week long until today, they thought they had a game. They were practicing. They went through their usual practice schedule. Zach, Levante Bellamy, I get it. He's not crucial key player in the Broncos' ultimate destiny in 2020. Suffered a season-ending knee injury in practice this week. That, would that have happened in a bye week? No, it would not have. Now, I get it. He's fourth string running back. Crimea River, you might say. But nevertheless, that shows you that was work. These guys were putting in work. They weren't chilling on the couch, re- uh, recovering and, and resting in an effort for the, all right, here's the bye. Now we're going to buckle down and it's we're going down the stretch. And that, to me, Zach, is the biggest travesty and why when we get to Vic Fangio's comments about basically the Patriots didn't didn't name them specifically but we'll get to that that's why I was nodding my head when I heard him say that and I was going right on dude well the Broncos bye week wasn't this week so Bellamy's injury you can argue would have happened either way 
I mean, it, it's part of the game. I, I understand, again, the Broncos players, they practice for no reason. They get screwed with the bye week, and they feel like they're being punished for the Patriots' misdeeds. I understand all that. But as I mentioned on the previous pod, the players and the coaches knew what they were signing up for. That's why there was an opt-out period. They knew what they were getting into with this season. They knew the possibility of a stoppage, postponement, games being moved around, a week 18. These are the stakes for this season. And Fangio has to keep the Broncos' locker room not focused on the slight against them or the unfair advantage the Patriots have. They have to be focused on beating New England next Sunday now. It is the next team up on the schedule. The season's still very young. They're still going to play, and they're going to be healthier when they play. If they're angry about it, let them channel it on the field. But as Fangio said again, moaning about it and complaining about it right now does not do any good, and it just takes away from their overall focus, I believe. Guys, we still have so much to get to, obviously. We're going to break down a little bit more in depth what Vic Fangio said that kind of got us all smiling here, used an expletive and talked about the whiners and whatnot. We're going to get to all that here in just a second. But first, though, we got to go through a few quick matters of business. Uh, and first and foremost, we got to draw your attention to sportsbetting.com because tonight's live stream is brought to you by sportsbetting.com. Gambling is now legal in the state of Colorado. Here's what makes sportsbetting.com a no brainer for sports fans. It's also a great way for you, if you're inclined to participate in gambling, to support Mile High Huddle. Here's how it works. First of all, with sportsbetting.com, you get sharp odds and you get low juice. That means they have in-house bookmakers. They're not a third-party provider of odds. That results in reduced juice for you and the best prices. You get hassle-free bonuses and a one-time rollover on those bonuses. You can roll that money over after you bet it one time. And then, of course, you get 24-7 live customer support, and it's always a real human in the United States. And then here's the kicker, though, guys. This is what we want to draw your attention to. And if you're into this, this is is what should have already by now drawn you to sportsbetting.com. You can, right now, get a 100% risk-free week of sports betting up to 500 bucks. Not just one bet, all of your bets. Play for a week, and if your losses exceed your winnings at the end of the week, sportsbetting.com is going to cover 100% of the difference up to 500 bucks, and you can roll that over one time. So head on over to sportsbetting.com slash milehighhuddle. That is sportsbetting.com slash milehighhuddle and capitalize on a risk-free week of sports betting up to $500. All right, Zach, a couple more quick things. We'll get right back into the content for tonight's show. Just quick reminder, guys, Are you following the Huddle Up podcast on Twitter? If not, you are missing out. Find us, connect with us on Twitter, at Huddle Up Pod, and then while you're at it, follow the main account, at Mile High Huddle. If you're following those two accounts, you're not going to miss anything as it relates to the podcast with news, programming, updates, rescheduling, anything like that, or breaking Broncos news and analysis. And then a gentle reminder, head on over to HuddleUpPod.com and get your swag on. Get yourself a football priest hat. Get a MHH trucker hat, get a football priest t-shirt. There's hoodies, there's face masks, there's mugs. There's a little something for everybody. As you can see right there, Zach's sporting it loud and proud. And we're adding new products to the site. And there's one that's already designed by one of our superstars, Zachary Smouse, who is in the house. We're going to get to him here in just a second. And then we also have another design shirt that's coming out here in the very, very near future within the next day or two from another superstar that you all know quite well, no one low. So if you're in a position, support the merch store. It's another way to, to support what we're doing here. If you're not in a position to patronize the merch store, these three things 
each and every one of you can do, and we ask that you do do. First and foremost, subscribe. And if you're on Facebook or YouTube, like this video, guys. That is so crucial. Like this video. And the last thing is, here's the real litmus test. Do you think Zach and I are doing a good job? Do you appreciate what we're doing? Are we doing a good job? If so, share this video, share this podcast out there, help MHH and help the Huddle Up podcast continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. All right, last thing here, just a shout out, a mile high salute to our Facebook supporters. We love you guys. If you would like to support what we're doing, our our MHH uh, community on Facebook, Zach, is 90,000 strong. If you would like to become an official supporter, though, and you're amongst our Facebook community, just go to facebook.com slash mile high huddle. Go to the main page. You'll see the big blue button that says become a supporter. Click that. You're in like Flynn. It's another way you can support what we're doing here at MHH. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Guys, everybody wants to find a way to make a difference and make an impact in the world. A lot of times people get too caught up with our lives. Things are happening. We got jobs. We got families. We got school. We got things going on. We don't always have the means to get around to doing that. But here's what's cool about Coors Seltzer. You can actually make a difference by just enjoying a great, great drink. And here's how it works. Coors Seltzer is launching the world's easiest volunteer program. By simply cracking open a can of Coors Seltzer, you're volunteering. Because our waterways, let's face it, they're at risk. 80% of America's rivers are drying up. Through a partnership, though, with Change the Course, Coors Seltzer is helping to protect and restore America's rivers. Here's how that works. Each 12-pack of Coors Seltzer restores 500 gallons of fresh water to U.S. rivers and the communities that depend on them. The way it shakes out, 1 billion gallons of water get restored to 16 river basins across the U.S., and that's just year one. Here's what's great, though, about Coors Seltzer itself. Not only are you making a difference in the world simply by purchasing Coors Seltzer, but you also get to enjoy naturally flavored black cherry, mango, lemon lime, and grapefruit. I particularly like the black cherry, and the specs are in. Coors Seltzer is 4.5% ABV, and it's only 90 calories. As someone who covers the NFL and a giant football fan, there's nothing I like more than kicking back on a Sunday morning, getting my spread, getting my food, getting my drinks, putting on a full slate of NFL action, and kicking back with a Coors Seltzer. Whether it's a black cherry, a mango, lemon, lime, Chad, I live for football and kicking back with my Coors Seltzer each and every single game week. Amen. So join the world's easiest volunteer program, gang, by simply drinking Coors Seltzer. You can volunteer to restore America's rivers. You buy Coors Seltzer. You help restore 500 gallons of water into America's rivers. Guys, it's that simple. Who would have guessed saving the world could be that easy? Visit CoorsSeltzer.com to find Coors Seltzer near you. That's CoorsSeltzer.com. For every 12-pack sold through 831-2021, Coors will purchase services from Change the Course to restore 500 gallons of fresh river water. Details at CoorsSeltzer.com. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. All right, Zach, let's get to the main quote here. Actually, John, let's get to uh, one or two quick super chats because I know we've got a couple stacked up here. Whoops. Sorry, do that again. We'll get we'll get we'll get Zap uh Smouse in the house. We'll do him, we'll do him first. There he is. Wow. Love you, buddy. Rocking the very shirt that he designed for us. And it's on the merch store. Everyone knows Zachary Smouse. And that is a very generous super chat, my friend. You know, Thank you don't you. have to do that. We appreciate the love and the support. It goes a long, long way. And uh, you know, all helps kind of 
pay for the party. We're able, Zach and I are able to dedicate the time and energy we do to these live streams and to the podcast and to YouTube. Thanks to the, to the support of guys like you, Zachary, and all of our super chat superstars on our Facebook supporters. So thank you. He says, just for a thank you for everything you guys do. Zach means a lot to us. Means the world. Thank you so, so much, Zachary. And anyone who hasn't seen his design yet, go to huddleuppod.com. Check out his shirt. It's amazing. It's a hot seller, Chad. I personally yeah. love it. You love it. And Zachary is a very valued member of our community. So again, my last salute. Thank you so, so much. Love you, buddy. Also, big inspiration to all of us here in the MHH community. So it's yes. good to see you, my friend. Um, let's grab Mr. Boggins in the house. And your, your hat, my friend, that you won fair and square is on the way. There's on a few different items on the merch store, the third-party provider that we do use. There have been some slight delays depending on the item, and they're working through that. They're staying in communication with us, and we're trying to stay in communication with our, our customers, so to speak, on the merch store. So, Boggins, your hat is on the way. Trust, it's going to get there. I promise you. Appreciate the support, my friend. Thank you. He says, I'm excited for the potential starting quarterback versus starting quarterback and getting multiple starters back before we battle the Pats. Also, sending prayers to Dak. Man, we were just talking about this. I want to get to the Broncos versus Patriots quarterback thing uh, that, that Boggins brings up there. But we, we, we touched on this right before we went live, and I know it's not Bronco-related, but it's NFL, guys. How heartbreaking it really is to see that injury to Dak, mm-hmm. considering the fact that he bet on himself this year, and so far, I mean, the season wasn't going great for the Cowboys, Zach, but the numbers he was putting up, oh, unbelievable. Crazy. He was cruising for for possibly a deal that could maybe rival, maybe the likes of a Patrick Mahomes, potentially, if he kept up at those numbers. And it's just so sad in a contract year playing on the franchise tag. To, he's going to get all that $31 million or whatever he got on the franchise tag, but it's just a bummer to see his season end like that. It is, and for a gamer like Dak, he he really breaks the mold of other franchise quarterbacks in the sense that he eats, sleeps, and breathes football like a seventh round pick would. He 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 doesn't care about the stats. He cares about winning and helping his team uh, be successful. He was on pace though for like sixty three hundred yards, which would shatter Peyton Manning's record. He was having oh, yeah. an historic start to the season. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL who gets crapped on consistently. I don't understand why. I know it's on a Cowboys podcast, but he was injured on a design run in a shotgun. And again, we always talk about it, but comes down to coaching. Why put him in that position? And now they have to reap the, uh, I wouldn't say the benefit. I would say the, the, the opposite of a benefit, the loss of Prescott for the season. I think the lack of respect Dak gets, it's the same reason that Russell Wilson doesn't get the love and respect he deserves. And that is he lacks the draft pedigree. He's a mid round pick. And, uh, Des RT Fox jumping in says, I feel bad for Dak now. Mr. Jones is really not going to pay him now. We'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. I wouldn't uh, write it off quite yet. A lot depends on, I guess, how the red rifle comports himself through the duration of the season, I guess. Yeah, but, you know, Dak, he lost all his leverage. He was on on pace, maybe not for Mahomes' money, but for at least $40 million a year. That's just market value now for quarterbacks. And now the Cowboys can either franchise tag him or say, listen, accept what we pay you or you don't get paid. You're coming off an injury. So it sucks for Dak. It's part of the game. But as as someone who likes him personally and professionally, it's just it's a gutting blow for Dallas. Let's talk about, though, real quick here, Boggins' main point, though, which is, hey, man, Look, it sucks losing the bye week. It sucks as fans having to wait that extra week to see the the matchup, to see your team play. But the good news is 
you're getting Drew back. Vic Fangio's never this whole week. He's never going to commit to it being Drew, just because why would you? He's gonna he's gonna keep the Patriots off balance as best as he can and let them think that there's still a chance he's not going to be good enough to go. But it's going to be Drew. Let's face it. I still, I mean, I was taking some flack for this, and you and I obviously didn't share a brain on this topic, but I was betting that it was going to be Drew on Monday night when the when these two teams were originally, I shouldn't say originally scheduled, when they were rescheduled the first time to play on Monday. I was I just read the stars and the tea leaves as pointing in that direction, but now I fully believe 100%. I don't doubt it one whit, Zach. It's going to be Lockberg with Cam Newton. Yeah, and that's again for the NFL, they can they can position that as a much more attractive matchup in, in the late window of a CBS, you know, 4:25 kickoff. It's not national, but it will be regional, and I'm not scared of the Patriots chat. You know, with Cam Newton or no Cam Newton, this is a beatable team. And I look at it, yeah, it sucks again the Broncos got screwed over practice-wise, but they're going to be infinitely healthier and more talented to take on this Patriots team. And I think any Broncos fans should support that and kind of use that as the the silver lining here. Can you tell who's in this picture with Ben on his YouTube profile pic? I'm trying to – it's just too small for me to make out perfectly. Ben Roth jumping in, a longtime listener of the show, a super chat superstar. Love you, buddy. Thank you, Ben. He says, will Fangio give the players Monday and Tuesday off? That's a real pickle. I don't know. I'm mm, – let me go back to his quotes real quick here, Zach. But that's a real pickle. I'm going to let you dive on this while I see if he – any details he might have added, but you know, you got to walk the line of being fully prepared for the Patriots while also trying to capitalize what you can on the fact that you lost your buy. Right. It, it, I, I would think he's going to have them practice one of those days, maybe like a light walkthrough. I, I Tuesday is supposed to be the player's day off, but he hasn't come in and he kind of changes up the practice schedule. Um, I would think he keeps them oriented, if I had to guess. I think he keeps them in the building. He he has to put the focus again on the Patriots, not on the unfair, not on the CV, not on the game being rescheduled, on beating New England Patriots. So I think he'll push them as he usually does. Here's his actual quote. My bad. I should have had this queued up for you. Quote, this is today. This was literally within only a few minutes of the news breaking that this whole new reschedule. Quote, as far as practice next week, We gave the players off today after we met with them. We're going to give them tomorrow and Tuesday off, speaking Monday, Tuesday. I haven't exactly decided yet how practice will be next week starting on Wednesday. I'm undecided at this point. We'll get some facts in hand, and by Wednesday, we'll let them know. So they're not going to work Monday and Tuesday, Zach, but they will work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So again, coming off a week in which they worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, there, there's no buy here for these guys. There's no buy week for your Denver Broncos, and that's the travesty of the way the NFL basically just kicked him in the groin in order to kowtow to the New England Patriots and Robert Kraft, which I want to get to Fangio's quote on that topic next. Yeah, I would have had him maybe come in for a Tuesday walkthrough. Again, I just don't want the Broncos to have more time. And, you know, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. I don't want the players to sit around and start thinking and ruminating on getting screwed over and and being under the Patriots' shadow. I want them focused on football and focused on beating New England. But how Fangio handles it, we'll see how that works out. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Let me see if I can get this whole quote on screen. In fact, bear with me one sec. We'll read along together, gang. Actually, I better not do that because then we'll get into algorithmic trouble with the robots using putting expletives on the screen. So I'm going to go ahead and read this quote, Zach. Here's what Vic Fangio said about... It's one of the silver linings in his estimation, but he let out a little expletive and send a kind of a passive-aggressive shot New England's way. Quote, in a weird way, I'm happy. Let me, let me do that again. Quote, in a weird way, I'm kind of happy to see some of this stuff happen because you see who the whiners are, who the B-words are, and who can't handle adversity. I'm going to try hard that the Denver Broncos don't fall into any of those categories, close quote. So, Zach, he definitely let the Patriots know how he felt about this. But at the end of the day, New England benefits because it's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. He he was better served opening that statement by saying, Dear Shelby Harris. He, he was literally responding to his own players like Shelby Harris and Melvin Gordon, who came out, uh, you know, angry that they had to practice despite having no bye week and getting screwed over by the Patriots. I like the answer by Fangio. I hope it doesn't kind of d- divide him from some of his players, but I like him being just football oriented. This is not time for excuses or complaining. And like I mentioned, and like Josh mentioned in that comment, like we're going to get to you in a second. Everyone, coaches and players knew the stakes, knew what was going to be involved when they opted into the season. Alex brings up a point. I want your take on this. Once again, the Broncos are shown no respect by the league. Patriots should have been forced to forfeit because, after all, they're the ones that broke protocols ostensibly. We don't know that for sure, but there's talks about the dinners and the different things that might have led to this. Um, If they couldn't play Monday night, they should have forfeited. How much leeway will the league give the Patriots? Shake my head. Now, Zach, we've talked about this before, the idea that, there is a randomness and an arbitrariness. I don't know if that's a word to contracting the bug, right? You can do everything you can possibly to mitigate the risk, but you could order something off Amazon and the wrong hand along the way touches the package and it ends up in your house. You could have done everything else right. And the bug gets in. So there's no way to know for sure exactly whether the Patriots broke protocol by, at, in terms of how this thing got in. But nevertheless, they allowed it to become an issue. They allowed it to go from one to two. to It broke out to three. And I agree that why are the Broncos being punished? Why aren't the Patriots being punished for this? I can understand why Broncos fans are upset about that. It just so happened that the Broncos were playing the Patriots this week. Any team that would have been playing the Patriots this coming week would have been affected like the Broncos were. I, I don't think Goodell and, and Robert Kraft were conspiring and complicit against the Broncos to screw them over. I mean, it, and how were the, the t- Tennessee Titans being let off the hook? When they keep violating protocol and, and, and snubbing their nose at wearing masks and, and players left and right uh, having positive tests. I understand what New England did was wrong. They're kind of like the, you know... The, the black sheep franchise right now and they're affecting Denver, but it was just the randomness of the schedule. It just happened to work out. Denver was supposed to play new England on a week that new England came down with these cases. It's, it sucks, but it's just life right now in 2020. 
Josh Alstrom kind of uh, seconds that notion. Appreciate the super chat, Josh. He says, it sucks, but we knew that this was a possibility this season. And, yeah, we, we knew it was a possibility that things would get moved around. The thing that still continues to stick in my craw is the fact that you robbed this team of its buy. You robbed this team of its buy. I'm not, I can't agree with you on, on any notion where you minimize the fact that this team lost the true benefit of a bye week. And of all the teams, I mean, yeah, there's other teams that have been hit hard, <clears throat> the Niners and others. I mean, Cowboys today. Um, the Broncos have been the hardest hit team when it comes to the injury bug. They could have used that. And Adon here, a six foot ten Mexican on YouTube, he says, I think this was a double-edged sword for the Broncos. Practiced for nothing, didn't get any rest on their bye. But it does give the injured players a higher return rate, Zach. So there's a couple of questions, including from Diamond Rattler and others here. The Broncos, I don't think at any point this season, are gonna, or excuse me, this week, coming week, or at any point will they say guaranteed Drew Locke is going to play. But Zach, is there any doubt in your mind that Drew Locke is going to be the guy next week? No, not at all. I mean, now he'll have an entire week to get healthy again. And I think, I still believe it would have been ripping tomorrow, but now it gives him no doubt about it, an extra five or six days to get fully healthy. He can have a full practice. Chad, he was running the scout team in practice last week. Rippin was running with the ones. There was no chance Locke was going to play in that game. This week, he will r- run with the ones. They can get back to business. They know that for now, they have a concrete game set in place on Sunday. It'll be a more traditional practice week. It will be Locke in the lineup on Sunday and barring a setback or another injury going forward for the rest of the year. Kenneth Booker, dude, you cut me deep, dog. You cut me deep with the uh, third eye blind comment, bro, on YouTube. Just kidding. Look, we do we do read our comments on YouTube. We don't always have time to reply in depth to each and every comment, but we want you guys to know that when we when you do comment on YouTube. I'm talking about comments after the fact. You know, we upload a video or whatever. We do keep them up with those comments. We try to engage, but uh, we can't always do so in depth. But Kenneth, appreciate you as always, my friend. He says, do you think if New England has one more uh, positive uh, in terms of the bug that shall go unnamed, they'll shut down the league for a few weeks or just make them forfeit the game? Neither. Zach, I don't know how you could punish the rest of the league. I mean, right. make them forfeit. They're, it becomes a pattern. It becomes something they're not doing right. They would not make them forfeit. They would dock them draft picks, and they would find them well before they would make them forfeit a game. If this w- popped up again, let's say a positive test on Wednesday, they would move the game. It might not happen this, this year. It would happen later this season, but they would not forfeit, and they would not uh, suspend the league. It would be a happy medium type of uh, punishment for the Patriots. It's the Patriots, after all. And even though they're no stranger to, t- to, to league sanction, it's only when they've been busted red-handed has the NFL been forced to come in and lay down the heavy hand of the law? Zach, more often than not, though, I mean, look, they are the now one of the most, if not the most storied franchise in NFL history, at least in the last quarter century of the league. It's the Patriots, six world championships since 2001. I mean, this is a team that gets the red carpet treatment for a reason from the NFL front office. I tend to concur with Zach, even though I think they should have to forfeit. I think the league is going to be, if there ends up being additional outbreaks within that club, they're more inclined to make the other 31 teams pay than force the Patriots to pay the price. Levi Hope jumping in with a very generous super chat. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, Levi. Always good to uh, see you in the chat stream and keep in touch with you on Twitter. He says, I understand about the players uh, being angry. They need to focus 
on the Patriots instead of the NFL. I believe we have a better shot at winning now than if we were to play tomorrow. So Thank you, Levi. Yeah, let's talk about that, Zach. Do you think you get Noah Fant back next week? Oh, yeah. I think it, it wasn't a traditional high ankle sprain. It wasn't a multi-week injury. He wasn't going to play tomorrow, but he was, I think, on the upper side of questionable for this game. And now he'll have, again, four or five more days of rest. And if they get Drew Locke back and it's Cam Newton versus Drew Locke and the Broncos want to win this game, they'll push Noah Fan out there. Chris Hernandez, 24-year veteran of the Air Force. This is a man that uh, has sacrificed and served his country for a long time, and he is a big-time member of our community, a super chat superstar. He's a Facebook supporter. We love you, Chris. And he's just showing some support here, throwing out the orange and blue hearts. He's like, uh, cheers. You know, this is how he rolls. And we appreciate you, my friend. Always good to have you in the chat stream. It's not the same when you're not here. And come to think of it, Zach, I can't think of the last time Chris wasn't in one of the streams. So good to see you as always, my brother. Uh, Naj jumping in on super chat. Thanks, for the Thank support you. once again, Naj. It's great to see that um, in multiple chat streams here. So thank you. We really do appreciate it. He says, hello, brothers. I think Zach makes some strong points regarding the schedule. A positive from this is the extra time getting locked to 100% and the additional practice reps may be a blessing considering the unusual offseason. That is an additional silver lining, Zach, is that I saw that David Bingaman made the same point that Hey, no practice is wasted when you're a losing team or when you've been losing and you need right. to rebuild and get, you know, find the spark and get back on pace. Hey, at least you have the, you know, the added benefit of those practices. That's a point. I'm so glad you brought that up. I wanted to make to you on a previous question. This is a one win team. They're not four. No, I mean, this is a one win team that was kind of a dumpster fire before they beat the Jets, the hapless Jets. If they have to practice a little harder, so be it. But when you're taking on the Patriots, you're taking on Cam Newton, why wouldn't you want to have Drew Locke in this game? Why wouldn't you be happy you don't have to face the Patriots starting Brett Rippon? No Noah Fant, no A.J. Boye, Philip Lindsay just coming off his – and him too. He gets more time to heal up too. He'll be completely 100% now. So I don't understand, minus the bye week and minus the, the wasted practicing, how any Broncos fan isn't happy having Drew Locke back for the Patriots game, being at full strength for the Patriots game or closer to it. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. No doubt. That's the silver lining is you're you're getting closer to full strength, relatively speaking, because, you know, full strength would mean Von Miller back in the saddle, Cortland Sutton, which there's no chance you're getting Cortland Sutton back. There's a chance you could get Von back, a slim one, in December, mid-December, if this team is relevant, but just definitely don't count on it. The queen of MHH jumping Mm. in from the top rope, reminding everybody – why she is the queen of this community just wow blow us away with your uh, with, with your generosity week in and week out so christy we love you we appreciate you we can't wait to unveil your design on the merch yes. store and we'll have that ready to roll for tomorrow night's show so we'll debut that and uh, get some eyeballs on this design i think you guys will uh, dig it it's pretty cool might speak more to the Female persuasion in our audience, Zach, all things considered. Once you guys finally lay eyeballs on this, you'll see what we mean, but it's a cool design. It's that, legit. Uh, we're 100% behind. Yep. Christy says, a big thanks to you guys for all you do. All you guys, Chad, Zach, John, and all the other MHH crew are killing it with the amazing work and dedication to Broncos country. Thank uh, you, Christy. Very sweet of you to say. 
Um, you know, Zach, it's it's interesting that Christy brings this up um, because just the other day I was talking to, uh, in fact, it was yesterday I was talking to someone in my extended family and, and you know, they know how much time I dedicate to this. It's a 24-7 thing, MHH. And they're like, don't you, I mean, don't you get tired of this? Don't you get sick of the grind? Don't and it's like, you know what, I, I, I don't look the gift horse in the mouth, Zach. When you're doing something you really love, it never feels like work. And right. I mean, even when I'm editing a podcast, which is just boring, mundane, stupid work, it doesn't feel like work to me because it's all for the brand. It's all for MHH. It's all for Broncos country. It's all for the Denver Broncos. So appreciate that uh, sentiment. And I know Zach as well. I mean, both of us, John too, we eat, sleep, breathe. Denver Broncos and providing you guys the best coverage and analysis of your team. I was telling you before we went on, like I had to take my Cowboys hat off figuratively and put my Broncos hat on, but this is what we get paid for. We're paid to cover football. We're paid to watch football and write about it, talk about it. So it's a blessing, Chad. And it's like you said, it's not work. It's fun for us. It's our passion. So we love doing it and we absolutely adore our audience. Thank you so, so much. Levi, 1001% agree with Christy. You fellows are the best. Another very, very generous wow, super chat. Thank you. And his second super chat of the day. So Levi, really appreciate you, my friend. Yeah. And uh, yes, you know, we do, Zach and I collect a paycheck for this, but we don't collect a paycheck for doing a live stream. We don't. No one's paying us to do this. It's this. It's the community that is supporting this content. So thank you to the superstars uh, it really does go a long way. It, it makes a difference. It provides us the means to bring this live stream to you seven days a week. So appreciate you guys. Much love to you. Um, all right, let's see here what else we've got in the stream. Kenneth, shout out to you, my friend. Always good to have you in the stream. Appreciate you. Poppy echoing the community. And Black Knight, by the way. Did you win your uh, tournament? I, I I can't stay as up to date. I've had a really busy weekend, Zach. I mean, obviously all this news revolving around the Broncos, but um, it was my daughter's 10th birthday is today, and so we've had a party to plan. I've had a house full of little girls with riding a horse and doing princessy things that's just like <laughs> juggling a million things today while keeping an eye on the NFL and the Newswire and the website and now the stream. So – Black Knight, hopefully you rocked your competition because he does the what is it, Zach? The gaming um, gaming squads, I guess, uh, for video games and whatnot. Hopefully you had some success, my friend. Let us know. Uh, yeah, keep us in the loop. Hit, let us know in the chat stream. Uh, oh, he's in the finals on StarCraft. Awesome. Very cool. Good luck. Awesome. Good for you, my friend. All right, let's see what else we got here from Glenn. Everyone knows Glenn Hauser. The owner of the most bad a man cave I've ever seen. And especially for a member of Broncos country, but I mean, just generally speaking, this is one impressed. I mean, this dude has, as you guys learned when we had him on the show, this dude has a piece of old mile high Two, actually he's got two different sets of old mile high bleachers. One in his, one in his office, I believe if I remember right. And one in his man cave. So Glenn, Good to see you, my friend. And also, congrats on your uh, new podcast with Mundungus and KR and uh, Adan, the Mile High Roundtable. So congrats to you guys. And keep keep doing what you're doing. Keep grinding. 
He says, when do you think any penalties to teams could start being handed down for violating protocol? Nothing will change, I don't think, until teams like the Titans or I'm going to throw in the Patriots here. Glenn didn't say that. I'm saying that. See real uh, repercussions. Hashtag MHH. State of being Denver Broncos for life. Zach, what are your thoughts? The NFL has to be careful because they're setting a precedent if they fine or dock anyone for positive tests. At the most, it would be the loss of like $500,000 or a million, whatever it is, or maybe like a mid-round draft pick. But they have to be careful who they punish and what they punish for. If another Patriots positive test, I can see the NFL coming after them because there is a precedent to punish the Patriots. They've been docked, like you mentioned, in years past. The Titans, they're the real black sheep here. And I saw a comment, why are they getting let off the hook? I know the Patriots are in the news right now, but the Titans kind of kickstarted this whole thing. And they have blatant disregard for the protocols. I think that's worse than what the Patriots did. So it would take something egregious. It, It would take another positive test result from either the Patriots or the Titans. Other than that, though, I think the NFL and Goodell are content to just keep moving things around as they see fit, Chad. They're going to try to get these games in as much as possible and as normal as possible. I think worst case, this was something that James Campbell covered in an article today. You know, you might have to end up delaying the postseason. You might need a two-week kind of reset period at the end of this season, at the end of the regular season. Instead of going straight the next week into the playoffs, you might pump the brakes and even though it gives teams an, a non-traditional kind of double buy to rest, recover, and get ready for the playoffs instead of going straight from the frying pan into the fire, you might have to do a reset like that. And not just for the playoffs, but you might need that window for possible other games later on this season that might need to get rescheduled. So I think worst case that what the NFL is telegraphing to the fans is that, look, we're, we're marching ahead with 16 te- uh, 32 teams playing 16 games. We might have to move some things around. Some teams like the Broncos might get screwed out of a bye week, but we're getting the, these games in even if we have to reschedule and, and move things around. And that includes the Super Bowl. They might have to push the Super Bowl back if they end up having to move things around. But hopefully, Zach, the flip side of the coin here is for teams like the Patriots, teams like the Titans – Hopefully this is a wake-up call. I know it is for the Broncos. I, I wrote about this kind of in a despondent tone, I guess, right before we went live here tonight. What incentive do the Broncos have after being very disciplined and resisting temptation to go out into social situations and you know, basically making all the sacrifices that the league, the players' union, and their very team has asked them to make? The Broncos have done that, and there are other teams just like them. And then they get screwed like this. What incentive do they have to not just say to heck with it. Oh, what you're going out to the club tonight? Boom, let's go, dog. What do I? I mean, I'm being hyperbolic, but at the same time, it's like I don't blame them if they have those feelings. But nevertheless, I do hope that this is a wake up call for the league. It comes down to how much they want to win, how professional they are, how much the NFL means to them. The Broncos aren't the first team to get screwed out of a bye week this season. It happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. And what did Mike Tomlin say in response to that? He had one singular sentence. We don't care. It's all a matter of focusing on football and stacking wins. No distractions, no excuses, no crying, no self-pity. I love the mindset that Tomlin had for it, and I hope the Broncos will have the same. Well said. All right, Tom El Greco jumping in north of the 49th parallel up there in Canada, which reminds me, while we're talking 49th parallel here in our Canadian community uh, of Broncos country, it's been a minute since I've seen Terry. Where's Terry Randall, guys? We got to check on Terry, see how he's doing, see what's going on. 
Tom, though, says, appreciate the support, Tom. Really means a lot to us, my friend. You have become just so consistent in your support and engagement here on these live streams, and it means a lot to us. He says, I don't get it. 4% of the population has contracted this bug. The Titans have raised the bar. Totally irresponsible. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, the Titans definitely, you know, got the ball rolling on this whole thing. As far as the, uh, I'm not sure what you're trying to get at with the, the first part of your super chat there, your point about the 4% of the population. But, you know, the bottom line is you can mitigate the risk of exposure, but you can't, no one is, um, you know, perfectly immune from, from being able, from, from contracting this bug and NFL teams and pro athletes are included in that. So you got to act accordingly, Zach. I mean, once the NFL team started traveling around the league, it was going to be an inevitability that teams were going to get positive test results. And some are false positives, some some are false negatives, whatever they are. Uh, But it's the Titans being so egregious with their handling or mishandling of it, allowing continual positive tests to pop up, not having masks, not social distancing, just snubbing their nose at the entire league. And not only the league, but their fellow teams and players and coaches. No, No respect for their peers, Chad. So you can be mad at the Patriots all you want, but the Titans are the one that really set this bad wheel in motion. Ovanis, Ovanis, I think, on Facebook, we fully believe and expect Drew Locke to play in week six at the Patriots. We just don't fully expect the Broncos to announce that or telegraph that at any point. It's going to come off like it's a game-time decision. In my estimation, that's probably how you'll see it unfold, but there's no reason to think that Drew's not going to play. Eclipse Stormborn. Good to see you, my friend. Happy uh, happy Sunday to you. Always great to see Troy in the hizzy. In the city of brotherly love, that is, as well. Rocking the football priest hat. Love you, buddy. Let's grab here Lee McNair on Facebook. They lost the bye, the Broncos, but they could watch tape and videos, learning what to do for three or four days to rest the body and enforce the mind uh, then work the body the rest of the week. So I think, Zach, you'll see, as as Fangio intimated in his remarks earlier today, maybe not quite so, um, you know, they're not going to work Monday, Tuesday, and then maybe those practices, since you've already practiced last week in preparation for the Patriots, maybe, as you said, they're more walk-through type speed and intensity because you got to try and compensate as best you can for the fact that you did not get a bike. I mean, they didn't get a bye week, a traditional bye week, but if you want to kind of split hairs, they had yesterday off, they had today off, they're having Monday off, they're having Tuesday off. That's four days now. And typically on a bye week, you still come into the facility for treatment, for tape study, for walkthroughs. I mean, it's not a completely, oh, I'll see you in a week. So they're going to have some time off to recalibrate. But again, they should be pumped up and, and motivated knowing they're going to have a healthier, more talented squad facing New England next Sunday. Black Knight brings up a point that we should talk about. And that is that the Las Vegas Raiders handed the Kansas City Chiefs their first loss of the season. We try to and tell them, Chad. Try to tell them this year. We have. Raiders. We, the Raiders sometimes struggle to get out of their own way, but this is just a team that is so talented. They're going to win some games this year, guys. They're going to be a tough test. I mean, honestly, if the Broncos can split with the Raiders again this year like they have the last few years, it's going to be, I would consider that a moral victory. Don't go writing the Raiders off quite yet. I mean, Zach, the talent this team has, I mean, they have juggernaut caliber talent. Say what you will about Derek Carr. He's obviously no Patrick Mahomes. There is no other Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, this if the stars aligned right for the Raiders, man, they could be a tough team. I know the Broncos finished second in the AFC West last year. 
And that's probably the best case scenario for the Broncos this year is, is finishing second because the Chiefs, you want to say juggernaut, the Chiefs are the juggernaut in the NFL. But nevertheless, the Raiders got their goat today. They found a way. And, uh, you know, tip your cap to the Raiders. Let's see if they can sustain that level of play offensively for two weeks in a row. Well, let me add a few feathers to my cap here. We, we, I said the Raiders are going to be better this season, and Henry Ruggs is a problem. And I understand the Broncos got Jerry Judy, and he's a good receiver in his own right, and they had no chance in Henry Ruggs. But for someone who wanted Ruggs in the draft, he showed that speed is devastating. He's what K.J. Hamler wishes Hamler could be. And third of all, it's amazing the transformation with Derek Carr. He's not a perfect quarterback, but that offensive line, Chad, it all starts in the trenches, and that's what we've been saying. You can mask ineffective quarterback play or average quarterback play if you have a beastly offensive line. So credit to John Gruden, and they're not just a uh, a fluke. They beat the Saints as well. This is a good team this year. Not saying championship, maybe not even saying playoff, but anyone who thinks the Raiders are doormats, it's not the case anymore. No, it's not. It really isn't, and – John Gruden is not looking so crazy as he did those first couple of years. Right. Some of the decisions he made and the, st- the draft picks he stockpiled and rat holed, and it's all paying dividends. I think it's going to. I think it's going to start really paying dividends in coaching twenty for this team. And Gruden's not the you know aw shucks, um, you know village idiot that he is often made out to be. Because, you know, he's he's uh, obviously he lost some of his luster as a head coach for the way things ended in Tampa. And then he became a media guy and, you know, loved everybody. Right. He was the he was the Monday night football guy. And they'd go do their their press with the each team leading up to the game. And, you know, every guy he talked about when the, when the feature came during the game, man, he just loves everybody. Well, he's also a freaking next level competitor. And the dude knows a lot about the game and the dudes are hundred million dollar coach for a reason. So anyway, they're going to be a problem. I'm going to flash this dude. Cause it's a massive comment. I'm going to read it. I'm not going to keep it on screen the whole time, but shout out to Scott on Facebook, very long comment. So I'm just going to read this Scott. How you guys doing? I listen often, but I haven't really commented first time here commenting, keep up the great work. I'm not too happy about this postponement again, not too far for the Broncos at all. Not a real bye week. They practice all week for the Patriots. During a bye, you get the week off, so they didn't get a week off. Broncos are owed an extra week or something. Go Broncos from Albany, New York. Very cool. Broncos country is not a geographic location. Zach, it is a state of being. Upstate New York, good to hear from you, Scott. I mean, we've kind of mined this emotional territory all day long. There's no getting around it. Now the fact is the Broncos lost their bye. The game got rescheduled, so Zach and I – we got to turn our focus to a Patriots matchup that now includes guaranteed Drew Locke and probably no offense and maybe just maybe AJ Bouye. I'm I'm glad you said that phrase kind of turned the page because the Broncos have to treat this like a bad loss. You're allowed one day to feel sorry for yourself, to be mad, to be upset, and then it's on to the next opponent, on to the next game. That's what they have to do here. They can be mad today. The game was was rescheduled again, but starting tomorrow, even though they won't be in the building until Wednesday, they have to be focused on putting football first and beating New England next Sunday afternoon. Shout out to BNS jumping in on Super Chat. Really appreciate Thank it, you. man. It all adds up and it all counts and it all helps, my friends. So think nothing of the number. It all means a lot to us. My brother he says, wish I could give more. Love this community. Hey, man, just appreciate the contribution and right. the gesture. Trust me on that. And someone like Troy, who 
just over the last year since we've been doing these podcasts as a live stream. I mean, you've you've really contributed to what this show and this channel on YouTube and what MHH has become, Troy. So don't you sweat it, my friend. We're just happy to have you in the stream, my dog. So glad to have you. Uh, Mile High Beauty wants to know, do you think KJ Hamler might play? That's a little bit more complicated one. Yeah. We, let me just real quick, before we answer this, let me just, Zach, read to you the final injury report for, for what was a botched and canceled week five. But let me just tell you, KJ Hamler did not participate any day this past week yeah. with that hammy. I think they should put him on injured reserve. And I know that's maybe unpopular because he's maybe a week from returning, but this is one of those injuries, hamstring. It's almost so dreaded, the, the most dreaded injury for a receiver because they take so freaking long to heal and they're so freaking easy to re-aggravate. And I think they need to get him to 100%, hold him out for a few weeks. He's not an integral part of the offense. He's not Jerry Judy or Noah Fant. They can, they can live without him, but if he comes back at 90% and he and he steps wrong, he could be out for the season or or worse. So I think it's time to give him a little time on injured reserve. And this was the, the, the worry that I had for KJ Hamler. I hope he's not that type that he's so good when he's on the field or so you know explosive, but he's rarely on the field. I don't want a guy on the trainer's table for the majority of his career. So it's a tenuous start for KJ Hamler. Especially when you think that, hey, man, could have been a tackle. Right. <laughs> right. Could have been a corner. Right. I mean, Michael Ojemudia, this was something hopefully you guys saw that article from Eric Trickle on, uh, I want to say it was Friday night that he dropped, basically kind of going through the highlights of the grades, what the grades that have revealed basically about this team and the individual players over the first quarter of the season, you know, sitting here at the quarter pole. And one of them is this misnomer that Michael Ojemudia has been some kind of a bust. Quite the contrary. Outside from that horrendous week two, welcome to the NFL encounter with Ben Roethlisberger, He's been very, very good for the Denver Broncos. So maybe they didn't need to draft a corner in the second round, but Zach, an offensive tackle, that that would have come in handy. And by the way, BNS says, bless me, priest, for I have sinned. My confession, I actually like the postponement. It helps Locke, Fant, et cetera. We play Miami. Instead, go Iron Man, Bowles, <laughs> Zach Crow Pie. I get this comment on YouTube after every single pod. I'm not eating enough crow for Garrett Bowles and Melvin Gordon. I have praised them for every single week, but let's keep in mind the team is still one and three. They're not playing at an all pro level. They're playing better than I thought they would play very well so far, but let Garrett keep it up for, you know, the rest of the season. Hat tip to Bobby jumping in, showing some generosity on super chat as she is wont to do. And just another, another core key member of our community here that just, Blows us away week in, week out, stream in, stream out with your generosity, Bobby. We love you. We appreciate you. She's picked up the the uh, nickname in the community as the princess of MHH. So, Bobby, we we do love you and appreciate you. And she says, the MHH family is amazing. Thank you, guys, for all you do. And go Broncos. Thank you, Bobby. means a lot to us, of yes. course. So, thank you, Bobby. Always good to see you. And uh, the community loves seeing you, obviously, as well. So, all right, Zach, before we bounce on out of here, we're at the 51-minute mark. we got a little bit more time here. Let me just see what else is on in the stream. In fact, let me see here. Let me go back to NFL stats and real quick. I just want to see something from today's games. So Chargers-Saints is tomorrow night. Chargers sit at 1-3, and three, Saints at 2-2. Two and two. 
Obviously, the Broncos still have to face the Chargers twice this year, and they'll get to face the Saints. The Raiders, as we just mentioned a few minutes ago, topped the Chiefs, handed the Chiefs their first loss. Raiders sit at 3-2, and two, Chiefs 4-1. and one. Who are you picking in this game, by the way? It's in New Orleans. Who do you see tomorrow night winning? The Saints and who? Saints and Chargers. Saints. I don't. I don't believe in Justin Herbert. The game's in New Orleans. Uh, this, the Saints are out to prove something. They, they're not that great this year. I thought they'd be a lot stronger, but I think without Michael Thomas, though, I mean, that can level the playing field. He was suspended for punching a teammate or whatever it was. I still think Drew Brees will score enough on the Chargers defense where Herbert can't make up the difference. Catch you later, Steve. Always great to have you in the stream, my friend, and we love your engagement and how on top of Broncos yes. news you are on Twitter. I can think, Zach. And you might already be gone because I think that came in, you know, 10 minutes ago. But, uh, Stephen, if you're listening to this after the fact, Zach, I can think of just off the top of my head, half a dozen stories that we've covered at milehighhuddle.com. We would have covered anyway, but Stephen's the first one to bring it to our attention because he's literally got his phone like this. I don't know how he does it. He's like this <laughs> on Twitter all day long. Love you, Steve, and appreciate your contributions to MHH. Canon as well. I wake up every day to a tagged tw- tweet about Broncos news from Steven. So thank you so much, Steven. Great Broncos fan, guys. BG in the house. Good to see you, my friend. Longtime super chat superstar right. and member of our community. Says, sorry I'm late. Hey, man, better late than never, my dog. Always good to have you uh, in the house. Let me see what else we got. Bradley is in the house, too, but let's grab BG's comment. He says, I'm sure you already covered it, but what's going on with our schedule now? Ugh. All right, we have already covered it. You're late to the party. You can always go back and, uh, you know, uh, s- scroll back on the stream. But here's what I'll tell you. Week six is no longer Broncos Dolphins. It's Broncos Patriots. Week eight is uh, no longer a buy for the Broncos. That's going to be Broncos Chargers in Denver. Week 11 is no longer Broncos Chargers. That's going to be Broncos Dolphins. So the Cliff Notes takeaway here is, the Broncos got screwed out of their bye week. They didn't get a bye, basically, this week. The NFL considered week five to be their bye. And so it goes. We've moved on. For more in-depth analysis on that, obviously, BG, you're going to want to rewind the old stream here. Let's grab Bradley Dunton in the house. Good to see you, my friend. One of our favorite YouTube profile picks. Always good to see you. He says, a solution. Keep our schedule intact. Play Miami next week. And if the, excuse me, and if the NFL can't reschedule, Pats forfeit, probably still lose the bye, but fairer. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't uh, be opposed to that, Bradley, but the NFL's not doing that. They've already made their, you know, they've already tendered, rendered their their judgment on this. Broncos have been notified. Although Vic Fangio is still not one hundred percent confident that the game's gonna actually happen next week because well, they keep having these negative or these positives come right. up and so even today, they're like, so you think the game's going to happen a week from today? And he's like, I don't know. We'll see. Until the game actually kicks off, it's not 100% happening. And it's it's that's the state of the NFL nowadays. And yeah, the Broncos did get screwed over, but you're, you're not going to get a Patriots forfeit. The NFL isn't going to open that can of worms. At the most, they would find them or dock them draft picks. But a forfeiture is not happening. Jason Peters in the house on Facebook with a question. Any chance we get Draymond Jones back? All right, so Draymond, I want to say injured week two, or was it week one? Either way, I think he's already he's already served his three games, regardless on that he would have to serve on injured reserve. But I'm pretty sure when he did get hurt, which again I think was week two, it was a four week injury. 
And so you might, there's a chance you could get Draymond back week six, Zach, but I would more look at the, at the chiefs game week seven for his possible return to from injured reserve. Yeah. Among the, the three Broncos players that I think are coming back, which is Locke, Boye and Noah Fant. I, I don't see Draymond Jones being rushed back. And Demarcus Walker's still up in the air as well, but I think those two players are one more week away from being ready. Excellent point here from mile high beauty. Everyone thinks Justin Herbert is better than Drew Locke, but Herbert can't even get a dub for his team. Drew Locke, four and one to start his NFL career as a rookie quarterback. Justin Herbert has had flashes, and he had flashes at Oregon, but he never did. I never saw anything from Justin Herbert watching his tape it as a duck that made me see like a complete full body of work, like. NFL future franchise guy. There was a lot of flashes, and you could say that too, I guess, about Drew Locke at Missouri, in all fairness. You know, there was a lot of give and take, flashing franchise tools, but consistency was always kind of in question. Same thing applies in my estimation, Zach, for Justin Herbert, except there's one huge difference between Herbert and Locke, and that's the it factor, that's the swag, that's the leadership. Justin Herbert, like when he talks, you you have to be like, no, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're hard of hearing at all, dude, you're going to miss what that dude says. The only people who are saying Justin Herbert's better than Drew Locke are Chargers fans, Broncos haters, or moronic football analysts. I mean, he looked promising. He has flashes, but uh, Drew Locke, like you mentioned, he went 4-1 and one last year. He beat two playoff contenders in the Chargers and the Texans and beat them pretty handily as well. I just don't see how you can make that, that comparison when both don't even have one season in the NFL as a full-time starter. So I'll take Drew Locke any day. That's just my opinion. Yes, indeed. And real quick, appreciate this super chat. Shout out to Poppy, the MHH princess. Thank and you, Brian. Then, uh, Brian BG also brings up, you know, the Herbert thing. And yeah, I mean, holler at me when Herbert gets his first win. And maybe that's Monday night against the Saints. For what it's worth, Zach, I think Drew Brees, you're witnessing the wheels coming off of that illustrious future Hall of Fame career. Like, you know, Brady. He, he's he's been able to drag it out a few additional years. Maybe it's that secret TB12 formula that he's got going with his guy, Alex Guerrero, or whatever. But for Drew Brees, and maybe, you know, Drew Brees did suffer, <clears throat> excuse me, a grievous shoulder injury, right shoulder injury, that almost ended his career as a NFL quarterback. His last play as a charger, in fact, and that was courtesy of John Lynch, Denver Broncos safety, end of the 06 season. And so maybe that has more to do with how rapidly he seems to be declining. I could end up eating crow on that. Maybe this is just a bad couple of games. But, Zach, I have been rather alarmed at the version of Drew Brees I've seen so far this year. I think the Saints window was last season. And I had them winning the title last year, and they got bounced fairly early in the playoffs. I just think, you know, he's up there in age. I mean, he's human being after all. Not everyone is Tom Brady, and not everyone has the luxury of having Bill Belichick as your head coach. I love Sean Payton and all, but there's a reason Father Time is undefeated, and he will always be undefeated. All right. Excuse me. Two more, and then we got to bounce out for now, guys. Dennis Woods jumping in. Love you, my friend. Thank you, Michigan. Really one of the listeners that exemplifies the state of being hashtag. He says, hey, guys, appreciate all you do. Love the MHH family. Denver Broncos for life. And Dennis is often a guy that he's in the stream. He doesn't jump in with a comment or super chat till the end, but he 
throws a super chat in every single stream. And Dennis, we really appreciate it, my friend. Tip, yes. tip of the cap to you. Um, also, whoop, John and I sharing our brain. Flippant Booch, a guy who I can think now going back years as a commenter on, on MHH YouTube. Really appreciate your longtime support and contributions to our community, my friend. And thank you for the super chat. Teams losing the bye week might start getting sick. Uh, two bye? Two bye? Two bye Zach. weeks. Okay. I think. I mean, yeah, p- potentially. I mean, the NFL has got to have a few contingencies in place for worst case type scenarios. But I think, Zach, at a certain point, you got to start docking these teams that, that are continually letting the virus in by forfeiting. I'm sorry, but you know what? If players can be docked massive fines and can be subject to team and league discipline for going to church and there's 15 or more people in the room, then teams should be held to account who invite the bug in by virtue of, look, you forfeit the game. Sorry. I don't know. We'll see. If, hopefully it doesn't come to that, honestly. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Yeah. But, like, I think the Patriots right now, you know, they're – worthy of such a such a sanction from the league yeah i i don't think two bye weeks are happening i i personally don't think forfeitures are happening but like you just said let's just hope nothing more happens let's just hope there's no more positive tests i know i might be a little idealistic to believe that but let's just hope for football continuously from here on out that's what i'm going for bg uh to clarify his previous comment not saying or comparing him to Locke, talking about herbert just surprised is all the thing that surprised me the most zach and then we'll get out of here uh is how many Broncos fans, when the things kind of went off the rails there from, let's say, week two through till the Broncos beat the Jets, there was a surprisingly striding fraction of Broncos country that was pining for Justin Herbert saying, oh, man, we made a mistake taking Drew Locke. We should have just waited and sold out and gotten uh, Justin Herbert in, in 2020, which, of course, was laughable. But it's just recency bias. Those very people right now, probably even forgot they tweeted and commented such things on social media because, you know, Herbert so far, he's been nothing more than a flash in the pan that managed to get out to a sizable lead against the chiefs only to squander it and is yet to post his first NFL win. I just, I don't see how you can give up on drew Locke after he only got a game and a half and barely even that. And Anyone who takes Justin Herbert has a bias against Locke. And like I tweeted after his injury, the same Broncos fans that are clamoring for tanking for Trevor are the same ones that are going to be cheering on Drew Locke when he's back in the lineup. It happened to Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. When they signed Gordon, it was let Lindsay hit the road. We don't need him anymore. Before Gordon's arrival, it was pay Lindsay. He's the workhorse. He's the, the 1A running back. It's the fickle nature of NFL fan bases, not just the Broncos, but I think the smarter fans know what Denver has with their quarterback. Guys, thanks to each and every one of you for joining us tonight and making some time for this live stream. It really is a highlight of our day. We love talking with you guys. And and so thanks for spending some time with us here. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. While you're at it, follow the main account at MileHighHuddle. And then whatever you do, follow my partner, Zach Kelberman, on Twitter, <clears throat> at KelbermanNFL. You can find me at Chad and Jensen. We do love connecting with our listeners and members of the community. Just remember, if your Twitter handle or name is different than what we recognize you on as YouTube, let us know who you are so we can connect the dots, uh, especially if you're one of our Super Chat superstars. And then also our producer, John K. MHH, at John K. MHH. 
who held down the fort in lieu of Luke Patterson yesterday with Nick Kendall on Mile High Insiders and filling in, doing you know what what he can to keep the party rolling here at MHH. Guys, don't forget to head on over to huddleuppod.com if you're in a position to get your swag on. And remember, we are going to be debuting a brand new design, a brand new T-shirt that'll either be up tonight or tomorrow. We'll probably wait to debut it tomorrow and then feature it on tomorrow night's stream. So stay tuned for that. And then whatever you do, guys, before you X on out of here, especially YouTube and Facebook, like this video. And if you really think we're doing a good job, Zach and I, share it out there. Help us continue to grow. Zach, my friend. Have a great start to your week. We'll circle back and talk, of course, tomorrow night. We're on again, Monday night, 6 p.m. out and 8 p.m. Eastern. But have a great start to your week, my friend. Yes, sir. You as well. And hopefully we have some more news to go over tomorrow, even though the Broncos won't practice. It's another day closer to what should be, Chad, a permanent game day on Sunday. Amen. Shout out to you, Greg. Let him hate my dog. Love the shirt. All right, guys. For Zach Kelberman, for John, I'm Chad Jensen. We will see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.